This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud joy sponsor for over five years. Melbourne Playback is made up of a team of highly skilled and experienced theatre practitioners and facilitators, all of whom are active participants in Melbourne's vibrant, wider arts community. <laughs> so, but we are joined by Scott Jackson and Lenka Vanderboom, who are stars in their own right. I want to ask Scott about your show that's coming to air in March about the postal servo fiasco. So it's all in our rearview mirrors now, but you're yes. you're doing one of the first mediums to actually tell the story. Yeah, well, we're going to tell the, the public's story of um, everything that they've gone through with the the, uh, the plebiscite that happened. Uh, it's on the in March on the seventeenth and eighteenth of March, uh, and yeah, we get a wonderful opportunity to speak to the audience and and see how they felt about everything, and then get their stories of which we will then play back to the audience. So it's a Really, so every night's going to be different. Every night, every story will be completely different. So, if I put my hand up and say my version of Postal Survey, where I was on the yes vote, the actors on the stage are going to we will showcase it. Yeah, we will. Wow, that's interesting. Well, well, the facilitator will ask questions about to get more specifics about things, and then we'll we'll play it back in either a short form or a a longer form. Okay, I can imagine you'd be like an American football team where you sort of go into your huddle and like. How are we going to do do this? (laughs) Um, Generally, we don't even talk before we get up and perform it. We improvise the whole thing. We might on the side just go, okay, let's do this as something, as a, I don't know, superheroes or whatever. Um, And then that's all we need, just that little one word and we're sweet, we go on and perform it. So it's like improv kind of thing, taking on it. I know for a lot of people in the community... The Yes campaign and the entire plebiscite, which really people think it lasted for a few weeks, it actually was much longer than that. It's going to trigger some really emotive reactions Mm. for the audience and possibly for the performers as well. Are there going to be support people there to assist someone? Because some of this material is still really hard for some of us to even talk about today even right with the, the even with a positive outcome yeah. it is still raw it mm. is absolutely raw that's a really really good question um all of our a lot of our public shows do actually have very very soulful very very um i guess hard hitting themes because it involves the people and we all you know when yeah. that, when there's such a you know a theme as uh, this versus the the children's shows during the day they're, mm-hmm. they're a little less um open to um you know that stronghold of history or or um content um yeah so we we always generally um the conductors very very learned ex- extremely good at listening mm-hmm. but also very much not 
the person that's going to go out and counsel people yeah. afterwards. So our partnershiping with um, and promotion of relations, relations, uh, relationships Australia, or uh, you know Beyond Blue, or any of those um, peak body organisations, um, you know Headspace for younger people. Mm-hmm. We're looking to really promote those resources that are you know nationally esteemed mm-hmm. um, in the eyes of of the audience. Yeah, so we'll definitely be promoting those access pathways to yes. continue the conversations because yeah. our, our performances really are an opportunity for the audience to share their perspective. So it sounds not, very cathartic is it, what it does, yeah, it but can, it could also trigger absolutely. Mm. quite a bit of emotion. Mm. So the Yes vote was quite historic, obviously. Are these are the events that you guys as actors look forward to you know, getting up on stage and performing? It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to, to do what we do, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I look, I look forward to having these big, massive decisions that the country has to make. Yep. Yeah. A lot of the um, public shows that we have done, and this is a company that's 30 years old. It's, it's one of the oldest playback theatre companies in the world. Um, the form of playback theatre, the improvisational theatre form itself, was developed uh, back in the 70s by two um, individuals who were very much about giving opportunity to those people that aren't often empowered or heard in community. Mm-hmm. So playback theatre at its very roots, um, way back when, onwards and until today across the world, across the globe, there are hundreds of playback theatre um, companies across the world, at the roots is giving voice to those people that aren't always empowered or feel mm. validated in community. So for this uh, Love is Love performance um, at this point in time, we feel that the conversation needs to continue mm-hmm. to allow allow mm-hmm. that motion, allow that processing to, to continue because it, it is and was and, um, yeah, very much um, it, it has affected a lot of people in both positive, negative and neutral ways. And yeah. Those voices, positive, negative, neutral, whatever your, your perspective is, it's valid. It's a valid opinion. And that's the beauty of theatre, you know, film, television, even radio, accessibility, mm. cost, you know, production, all that stuff, getting that together is sometimes out of people's reaches. So they don't have a voice to express themselves. But theatre is beautiful in a way that you just need not even a stage, you just need a space mm. where you can get out there and, and tell that story. Now, Scott, you just smiled when I said it's, it's, you just create a space and mm. you can tell a story. Is that what attracts you to theatre? Absolutely. You can turn any space into something joyful. Uh, I, I love the challenge of being in a new space and going, okay, looking around, what, what have we got here? Okay, we've got windows over there. I can use that in the scene if, if that comes about. Where are the people going to be? Are they standing? Are they sitting? All these challenges. Can I go into the audience? I, I thrive off going, okay, there's endless Ooh, possibilities yeah. here to, <laughs> to get in there. Now, every live show, comedy show, theatre show, every show I go to, I don't always want to be an active participant in the audience. <laughs> yeah. And when I see, the, when I see the, the, the people on the stage coming into the audience, I start getting a little bit nervous. Mm. Am I able to come to these shows and just be like a non-active participant? Can I just sit back, watch, listen, cry, laugh with yeah, the show? This form of theatre is very important that should a storyteller um, be needed or acquired, or should a, a, whether it's in a, just a little moment you want to share or a really big story, that it is your choice. Uh, absolutely not into our company's not into dragging people into the stage. <laughs> okay, yep. And it is so scary. It mm. is. Yeah. I, I mean, we do get we do get people coming. You know, saying yes, I need to tell this story. They get up on stage and they forget what they 
they started to yeah. think about. So we sometimes get quite different stories to what was originally planned, mm. and that's okay as well. It's absolutely, um, absolutely fine. And you'd be completely surprised if you're feeling, like, oh, okay, I'm just going to sit, I'm just going to watch. By the feeling of what we create and the, the atmosphere that the facilitator creates, you might want to go, actually, I, I do want to tell this story because yeah. <laughs> the last story influenced me to go, okay, no, I do want to. I do want to be, you know, brave and get up there and, and say something. Yeah, and I think the the stage that you guys are setting. I think you talk about uh, Tina talks about triggers that might happen throughout the show, but I think mm. it's got to be a show that will remind us of the day. Like I remember being at the oh, State Library with you, Gina. I it was do, a, yeah. Ex, you know, it was an exceptional moment. Um, tears around and we were mm. happy and hugging. I think that will bring out a lot of the stories on yeah. the night, especially for me. That's what I would like. That's mm. looking back at the yesterday. It's all positive for me. So. I'm sure there'll be many other people in the audience that will share those stories. Yeah, and that's not, you know, definitely this is an opportunity to celebrate. Mm. So really, you know, it's definitely an opportunity for community to come together and celebrate. I mean, especially having Ro Allen there on the Sunday night show. That's going to be incredible. We've had the commish (laughs) on Family Matters many a times. Now, the big gun, Ro Allen, the commish, uh, we all... uh, Contribution to the state's magnificent. Huge. Can you give us a sneak peek of what we expect from the commission? <laughs> I cannot. Scott, can you give us a sneak peek? No. <laughs> so I assume there's been a few kind of like warm-up sessions leading into this. So you might have seen a script by the commission. No, really? not at all. Oh, no, no. the commission. It's, if you've been anywhere where the commission speaks, they're on the fly. They're, <laughs> they're very good at that. Um, so that's Love is Love. You're both involved in Love is Love. Uh, is it something that everybody's involved at Playback Theatre or is it you've chosen to be in the show or how many actors? And So the way that our company works and most Playback Theatre companies work just pop your hand up if you're available. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. and wow. then from that group of um, of uh, I think there are 13 of us in the in the company now. Um, we have people sort of uh, more inclined to want to do the. We've got a special sound and lighting man who comes and saves the day for us each public show. Um, and that's all on the fly as well. It's all improvised. The lighting, it's quite spectacular. Yeah, would have to be to suit the story very that's coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a group of four playback theatre actors, two incredible musicians, that the incredible Ernie Gruner and Karen Berger, both of whom are quite famous in their own right across mm. Melbourne and um, internationally as well. And then a conductor or facilitator who uh, is probably usually our conductors are the more senior of the company. So they've got a whole heap of experience and their superpower is to listen well mm. and nice. to, to, to help sort of unfold with the storytelling mm. so that the actors on stage have as much information as required. The, the hard bit is, is what happens when a, a storyteller comes up with this incredible story? <laughs> you can't play back oh, an incredible story. Exactly. Can you? It's, it's just too moment. good. Yeah. So we, we need to find other ways to do that. Wow. And do you record these and share the, the shows on social media or on online? Like, or it, it is that special moment you were there mm. and what you're going to see the next night is going to be completely different. But is there a way that these are captured? Almost they are almost time capsules our, our, that need to be recorded. It's true. It's true. Um, in our previous series of public shows, you can see excerpts of those. Okay. And we um, we did choose to record some of those, the anniversary of the 1967 referendum two yes. years ago. Wow. Um, and other very big themes, International Women's Day, yeah. uh, things like this. The shows, the 
the speakers and then the uh, the shows were really significant. This show we haven't um, we haven't got a video at this point, a videographer at this point. But if there is a super amazing videographer oh. that would like to <laughs> volunteer their services, you know, please contact Playback. Now, this, I'm assuming, covers all age ranges. So anyone can come and participate in yes. this as an audience member. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But there's another show. Lenka, you're going to tell us specifically about this other show because its audience is a little bit different. Its audience probably suits our audience or the, the kids of our audience because the next show called Imaginarium, is catering to an age of zero to 12. <laughs> now, please, help help explain what Imaginarium actually yeah, is. Tell us more. surprised that a zero <laughs> to 12-year-old may not. week old, and I can tell you now, it's hard enough to keep her just not crying for, you know, an hour. But we anyway. can turn that into some magical <laughs> story. Oh, please do. <laughs> so Imaginarium, I, I had a little look, and actually one of the interpretations of it, one of the meanings is the little bit of space in between the cartoon blocks, the oh. opportunity within that, the stories within between places so that's one of the versions of imaginarium but we want to hear we want to give voice to to the kids yes yeah and we have um we did we did uh do a show at fringe festival last year um focusing on on kids on them in our audience and some of the some of the stories were incredible we had a uh a seven-year-old uh little Isabel she got up and told her story she's blind oh I think she's actually 80 percent 90 percent blind sorry mm-hmm. but um yeah so you can imagine how the audio the, oh. the music affected and yep. the vibration that yep. the actors chose to to utilize in that particular performance but um yeah we are we are unlimited in our uh capacity to tell story for a broad and um very very Oh, unique and wonderful audience. I've just spent the weekend with my nephews, and <laughs> like they've got an imagination that's like runs wild, and, and it runs wild from six a.m. to yeah. about nine p.m. at night. You Isn't it wonderful? You can't tame it. How do you engage these little blessings to tell? How do you draw them in to tell a story and not just tell you about what they ate for lunch <laughs> yeah, that day? Right. That sometimes happens. Well, yeah. that, that's <laughs> the thing. You know, it might be the most interesting thing they think. Yeah. Is the story to Well, tell. we just hope we can outdo the storyteller <laughs> in these circumstances. So the magic that happens in the, in the, on the stage after the storyteller, that's exciting. Um, playback theatre, we have a, um, a number of different forms to, to really hold us, to mm-hmm. support us as actors, and our musicians are very much a part of that, the magic and transition between um, storyteller and story. Um, yeah, so... Initially, we we sort of warm them. We generally will warm the audience up with they moments. They need it, yeah, yeah, just to understand what this form of theatre is because it is quite, mm. it's new to a lot of people. And and with, with that age group, have you had any embarrassing times? Where the kids put their hand up and were like, "Is there any stories you can tell us about that?" I, well, I believe that I wasn't um, a part of the team for the the Fringe Festival um, last year, but I believe that we did have an, a a baby come up on stage with the mother yep. and she I think she was telling the story and the baby just took over and just started started telling his little story so that's all possible and by entwining it into her story yeah um, it did actually entertain the audience to no end so Amazing. there was that you know there's there's gems and jewels that we can pull out of out of the stories 
um, in different forms that we use. Well, you're very brave because they always say never work with kids and animals. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're, like, literally going write the script. Yeah, and we are actually a little <laughs> bit of both of those ourselves to be yeah. in this company. Yeah. We yeah. have to be yeah. have that yeah. uh, capacity <laughs> to go a little bit crazy and, and to think beyond beyond the uh, the square. Now, uh, Scott, you've done the, quite a few Shakespeare roles in your time. <laughs> yes. Do you bring any of that inner Shakespeare in these spontaneous shows? Yeah, sometimes, actually. We um, uh, did a show recently and um, uh, there was this wonderful, brave, um, I think he was year 11 or 12, uh, got up and told his story that he wants to be a rapper. And we didn't want to just play... I cannot rap. So we didn't want to um, play uh, can that you scrap, Can you scrap that next question? Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> I just want to ask you to rap. You. I was uh, going to get him to quote lines from Mercutio, but anyway. Well, I could do yeah. that. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> oh, then Queen Pretty Map hath been with you. Uh-huh, yes. Um, yeah, but then... Uh, one of the casts suggested that we, we do it as Shakespeare because that's, that's rhythm, that's rhyme. And, and um, <clears throat> so we went out there. I started performing some Shakespeare and then I changed the words to suit what he wanted to do. And then the rest of the cast came out and we created this whole fantastic story which you had the, the audience going off and stuff and we were talking about SoundCloud and all this other jazz and it just, the, the boy was sitting there just smiling and giggling going, oh. this is fantastic and that's, that's the power we have. It's great. And what do you enjoy m- more? Do you enjoy doing the Shakespeare classics or do you enjoy doing the spontaneous, <laughs> um, oh. like, like the two shows that are coming up in March? Oh, big question. Um, I, I do love my Shakespeare. I love it a lot. To perform those words and figure out what those words mean and the, the underlying meaning of all these words is is glorious. But to perform off the cuff Shakespeare mm. and off the cuff uh, any performance mm. is just so thrilling and there's no feeling like it to, to be improvising with, with people that you trust as well. Yeah. Well, Shakespeare, that takes me back to my high school days of just trying to get a B plus in English. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Oh, I think I did, yeah. Linka, what I wanted to ask was with the kids when they are watching their stories back, do they ever stop and go, actually, no, 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 no. Can I redirect this? Oh, this is yeah. not what I actually... No, got it all wrong. That's not mean enough. Like, do they... I think they probably would be bold like that. Yeah. Um, adults are less... They're more hesitant, aren't, yeah. aren't, aren't we? We're, we're nice. We're polite. <laughs> yeah, we're polite. We're polite. Reserved. Yes. Kids but are not. They're no, not. They're so not. That's, that's great. That's really important. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. We want that. We want more of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, what the conductor does often, not always, but will ask back to the teller and say, was that your story? Did you yeah. see that? Was that your story? I mean, we are transporting these things like, you know, we're going from rap to Shakespeare here yeah. or all yeah. these other worlds mm. we're taking you to. So Amazing. is that right? Did, did it have the essence of your story? Did it feel right? And if it's a no, it's really important that the teller says, nope, you are way off. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have the opportunity to see it in a completely other way again. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, it might not be as long or as short. You know, it's... it's yeah, yeah. We well, have I- the... We, we, I heard Scott say just a little while ago, we have the power. <laughs> but it, <laughs> yeah. it is. We have the opportunity to really really hold that story and to give that person yeah. um, and for a young person that would be such an opportunity to get their story right and such a mm. voice for them to find yeah. and fall in love with a beautiful art form and be heard mm. yeah and and that's the thing of hearing kids voices one of the best episodes i think we've done which was when we had 17 kids in this studio that we interviewed about the Yes campaign, similar to, you know, Mm. and got them to tell their stories ahead of the result. And 
they were probably some of the most inspirational stories we heard. But like you, we had to engage them in play to get their trust mm. to open, you know, to, to speak because they start off shy if they don't know the surroundings. So they, they start off with play. The children amazed us because here we were just asking them really basic questions. But the pattern I saw coming from each and every one of these kids was marriage equality met. was like, ah, yeah, of course we want marriage equality for our parents. Yeah, that's nothing. Mm. But it was these amazing little humans that came out and all talked about protecting refugees, protecting the environment. Their parents weren't even in the room. They were in here alone. None of them had heard what any of the other kids, but I think every single kid talked about these things that we think, my goodness, we're so fortunate that these are our future mm. leaders. It, it gave us hope. I know it gave me hope. Do you find that when you're meeting these kids that you're seeing things that you just wish? I know for me, I wish adults thought the same way as some of these kids. Yeah, I think that the perspective of youth, children, babies today is uh, unlike any other before it and perhaps when we were younger as well the adults also felt that way and, and the generation before mm-hmm. that and it's a really important generation these little minds because they are the innovators mm. and they're seeing it raw and real and they're not telling uh, fibs around it they're saying no that's that's not right my parents love each other and that's that what's wrong with that <laughs> yeah yeah, so they're, they're voicing and they're witnessing um, things that they're happy to state raw and down the line and <laughs> bar, no bars. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty uh, courageous and wonderful. Mm. But it's just them being themselves and that's the beauty of a, a little mind, a little mm. a it's, child. It's amazing how um, they can look at the status quo and be like, why? Yeah, they do uh, ask whereas why. Whereas we're just like... Uh, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. The, they're asking questions, which is amazing, yeah. and hopefully that will, you know, instill change. Now, young, you know, the families here. How do you actually get the kids to be a part of this? Do people just volunteer? Is it just whoever comes in the audience? If people see this show and think, actually, I, I know my, you know, my eight-year-old would love that. Mm, yeah. How do families actually get involved? We want you all there. Come along. Yeah. Um, it is a ticketed event at mm-hmm. Northcote Town Hall. Um, it's on the 17th of March during the day. We've got two shows. Mm-hmm. So, And how long practically will the shows actually go for? Yeah, usually a 90-minute show in total. Mm-hmm. You know, we're welcoming everyone in. We'll have them seated and we'll see the moment form mm-hmm. and then we'll go into story. Um, but I think with the children's show, we're just going to read read the audience. Of and course. Because it, it changes every time yeah. and the energy and yeah. actually mm-hmm. the theme. Sometimes there's a commonality. There's a wave of, of, of a theme or a subject matter of some sort that often will come into a show. So we're reading the energy of the mm-hmm. audience and it's really important. I, get, I, I think it's very important to do that. Um, so we, we do keep our audiences of a small, a small yeah. group of people or you know, definitely not for these shows but um, in other public shows we've always kept them under a you know un- under a hundred mm. at least just so that we have that um, connection with each other because mm. that energy is mm. a part of the show mm. I just love the idea that the participants audience yeah, parents anybody involved in the show are all rocking up on the day and no one has an idea how the yeah. show's going to go and you will it's never see no we don't that's what I love the most yeah. about it that's yeah. what most excites me the most we will never see that piece of theatre again yeah. mm. so I agree um, having it recorded would be wonderful um, not everybody wants 
once they're so recorded. Yeah. Um, and that would be an element that, you know, we just For erase that part. Of yeah, absolutely. But also but the, uh, the power of a story, if it, if it is recorded, the power of being there and seeing it in person yeah. is, is lost when it's on video. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's like and seeing live theatre uh, filmed. It just, there's that element that's missed. Can know? I yeah, ask, I is there a moment where you ban people from lifting up the phones? Because I've gone to those school concerts for yeah. nieces Ooh, and nephews. Very topical, Jane, at the moment. Well, <coughs> the phones it really up. annoys me that <laughs> your kid's up there on stage. Put, don't watch it through your camera phone. Yeah. Engage with... Because half of the, the story and the engagement is the audience around you. Absolutely. It is how other people are reacting to this. That's the magic of mm. this stuff. It's not watching it through a phone to watch it later. Well, I don't know. That's me. As I, <laughs> that's us as well. Yeah, we, we, we yes. don't encourage it. And we um, in, in many of our shows, we, we actually, it's not allowed. So, But, um, yeah, exciting. Sounds like so much fun. I know. Fun. I'm, getting, I'm getting really nervous and excited. Oh, you're going to be know, yeah. it's gonna Now, uh, Lenka, you've, you've, you're the Melbourne Playbacks Theatre's company's first Indigenous performing member. What, what does that mean for you? Uh, it we're an amazing company. We've got such diversity in, in the group. Um, you know, our ensemble, there are so, yeah, there's so many amazing stories within each of our, our yep. actors. I was introduced by the, uh, to the company actually by Sur- Suri Bin Saad, who is a Joy FM presenter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so he was also a member of Playback Theatre. He's an associate now. He's busy doing amazing, <laughs> amazing <laughs> dance works and yep. theatre pieces across Great. Australia. Um, so I was introduced to the company and for me it is a rich and um, empowering opportunity to be able to use um, things that matter to me um, and, you know, we, as the ensemble decides, if, if we all agree, we go ahead and we can create amazing shows that, that tick our box, yeah? So yep. love, and, love is Love was, mm. was definitely something that all of our ensemble were very keen to see happen. Mm. So very exciting. So where were, uh, where were you guys for the uh, the yes vote on, I can't remember the date, was it December 12, 15? I can't remember now, it's kind of been... It's gone out of my head. Mid-December. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you guys for the yes vote? I was, I remember sitting next to, uh, I was on public transport somewhere, I can't, it was in Melbourne, I, I remember sitting next to a, a lady and she was very grey, very like older, she would have been definitely like, older than 70 and she had a little radio. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was a wireless. A wireless. <laughs> she didn't have her iPhone on. Was she on. to Joy? Because we were on. She <laughs> was waiting for the results to well, come in. And so I presumed, judgmental, you know, my yes. ageist perspective. <coughs> yeah, okay. I was presuming she was listening to... See her no results, Some maybe. sort of gardening yeah. uh, oh, okay. show. Okay. I want going down a different path. <laughs> she was listening. She was listening and waiting okay. for the results to come in. Yeah. And she... Um, she was really pumped. That's excited. really cool. That's yeah. exciting. For me, I um, it was sort of like when it, for me, I've got kids, busy, mm. busy, and and just wrapped up in my own mm. world. So for me, it was like um, almost like the when the sorry uh, when the apology came mm. in. I you know I didn't I wasn't in it. Mm. I wasn't yeah. I yep. wasn't out there on the streets fighting for it. I was just voting, doing my mm. vote, and getting along with life. Mm. And when and conversations when it, come up at cafe schools, that's where you Yeah, but when it came it. through, it, it was really emotional. For, mm. I, I felt very emotional about mm. it. And um, it was like the sorry vote. I, I started crying. It was oh, It's a very important point of time in mm. history, in the world, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people approach that day thinking about what do we do if it isn't our result? 
I had I was I had prepared myself, and this is knowing my personality type. I prepare myself for the worst so that I can deal with the worst. And I I actually because we Dave and I were part of the breakfast team and were. Here, giving a really po- – this was before the result. We had to be really positive. We yep. had to be really upbeat. And I remember coming into the studio, like walking from the train station to here, crying, going, cry now because you can't cry on it. Yeah. You're going to be really positive. You're going to be <laughs> upbeat. You're gonna be- oh, wow. So I had really – I was waiting for the worst outcome. And then I wasn't even happy. I was relieved. Mm. I was able to exhale. So before we get to Scott's yeah. story, uh, there was quite a few of us from Joy huddled around, and uh, I think there was, a, there was issues at State State Library with the audio yeah. cutting out. So a lot of people were trying to. And I, I can it out remember watching Dave phone, trying yeah. to get it on the ABC <laughs> yeah. on the wireless. Um, I remember <laughs> hugging another um, of my Joy husbands, Alan from Outtakes, and he was shaking. I can remember oh, him shaking. Yeah. I remember chicks talking footy, Brie yeah. on my other arm, and she's crying. Like none of us know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing tears, I'm, and I'm like, Dave, get the volume up, like, yeah, just, yeah. like just put us out of our misery. And then the relief. I think my proudest mm. moment of the relief. day was uh, when they were reading out the raw figures and I was trying to calculate that in my head. It's definitely a yes vote. And I think I was saying, <laughs> it's it's 59 to 60%. It's something like yeah. that. <laughs> I was trying to calculate and I wasn't that far off. Can I just say, for that moment, I realised Australia's got a numeracy problem yeah. because none of us can figure out the statistics. <laughs> oh, we've lost. There. Oh, no. We're like, the no, no vote. We need to work on numeracy in this country. <laughs> uh, and Scott, can you tell Scott, us about where yes. you were? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually at home with my partner Kyle and we were just sitting on our, on our bed, on the edge of the bed, holding hands and just watching it. Yeah. Um, and then we're just going, the same sort of thing as you, the statistics were coming yeah. in and we're going, hang on, is it, does that wait, mean, wait. Is, it, is that a... Uh, <laughs> just tell <laughs> us the result! <laughs> and then we both just like uh, squished each other's hands harder when, when it was announced that, yes, it's, it's, it's all gone through. And then we... We didn't cry or anything. We just sort of sat there mm. in silence for a while, just watching, going, I can't believe this has actually just happened. Mm. And then Penny Wong came on oh. and then her like teary breakdown of, of relief yeah. as well came <laughs> yeah. out. That got both of us. Then we just started, you know, blubbering for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, think for, I think for a lot of couples, they were sitting after the restaurant thinking, oh, no, just... Do I have to propose now? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was that thought. I think we both had that look at each other. And we were like, we can do this now. Like, are we going to do this? Asks <laughs> We've got to throw away 50 that. grand in a yeah. week now. <laughs> and that's the thing. I know, you know, the next day everyone's kind of like, congrats, you can get married. I'm like, don't congratulate me. That was really hard. What we've yeah. just been through has been yeah. really agonizing. I can't find a boyfriend. I can't uh, Dave, I find a we've husband. had a hashtag find Dave a date. Maybe we actually need to take you to the Love is Love show and love build yes. that. Love, David. And Maybe that way we can f- ha- finally, because it's not working on radio, hashtag find David Aid. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, love, <laughs> love, is, red there, David. <laughs> love is Love is Saturday the 17th and Sunday the 18th of March starting at 7.30pm. Tickets are $25, uh, concessions $20 and, there's a, and for full-time students as well. Um, bookings are 94819500 or you can go online at melbourneplayback.com.au forward slash what's on. And the venue, Northcote Town Hall. Imaginarium is Sunday, 18th of March. 
10.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. Babies and under two are free. Yay, because they're going to be part of the show. So tickets are $50 for a family of four, $15 full price. Can I also ask about accessibility? Is it a, a really, you know, people with wheelchair or disability, is the space an accessible space that everyone can North get Town Hall is, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, we are going to put the information on our website as well, on our Facebook page. But if people want to find out more or even get in touch as to how to be part of the show... Where do they go? It is directly to our website, actually. Mm. It's the Melbourne Playback website. Um, all of the information is on that website. Um, there should be a map and all of that sort of thing as Fantastic. well. If not, we'll definitely have it up there shortly. But really, yeah, just come down. We'd love to have you in the audience. And if you feel too on the night, we want to hear your stories. And Sounds also, the uh, Sunday, the 18th March, Session for Love is Love, Kamish Rowell. <laughs> not in the audience. <laughs> Participating. Participating, yeah. This, look, these both these shows look absolutely amazing. Very lucky you are to be hearing these stories and get to participate mm. in them and as are the audience to, to have such trusted, beautiful storytellers tell, tell that really important story. So thank you so much for joining us here on Family Matters. We wish you all the luck, especially on Imaginarium with all those littleies. <laughs> that little tuckers, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.